Give me a mechanic with butt teeth. Violated Fort Sill hunting regulations. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> no way they're better than Starfield. Bro. <laughs> I do a relatively decent Heath Ledger. And like, do so I, wanted to do, I wanted to do the Heath Ledger joke. You do it? I like the, I like the idea of stakes. I'm confused by this game. <laughs> Weed whacker, I barely know her. Wait a minute. We did that on purpose. I think that's what we said we were going to do, right? Yeah. We're just moving right along. 7 p.m. Right, right on schedule. Right on schedule, baby. Um, Our snafu this morning. Yeah. Oh, my God. We had the worst <laughs> morning. We initially, so we, we were. We, and it was we, all my fault. Yeah. So we, we had the day planned out. We were going to go get just a ripper workout straight out of the gate, come back, make breakfast tacos, and then get set for the episode. We get to the gym. This guy over <laughs> yeah. here forgot his wallet. Oh, no. <laughs> Didn't have his wallet, so I couldn't get him into the the, the off post gym that I go to because we had employee of the of the year. Yeah, the yeah, desk. I know. It was just like vehemently like, sorry, can't do it. I had and a picture of my ID too. It's yeah, not gonna work. Yeah, gonna physical not sufficient. So we had to come back here. I didn't get my key from my wife who stayed at the gym, so we had to go back to the other gym, get the key, come back here. We ended up going to the on base gym here, which is fine, uh, but it killed about. Let's say an hour and a half. And it killed the breakfast tacos. And it killed breakfast tacos. <laughs> we ended up having to do like hodgepodge kind of lunch. RIP. So, yeah. Yeah. Our, our schedule did get kind of eaten up. But I'd say we recovered pretty nicely. 7 o'clock. That's okay. 7 o'clock. We made our 7 o'clock deadline. That's, that's too early for me. I, I, I wish I could sleep in, man. I've been doing this so long. Like, yeah. Can you sleep in now? Are you physically capable? Oh, of yeah. Oh, I mean, bro, I <laughs> Dude. Challenge accepted. Yeah, easy. That's like, the easiest thing I'll do all day. It's weird. I want to sleep in. I'll be exhausted. I'll be laying there in bed, and then my eyes will pop open. I'm like, no. And I, I look at my watch. It's like 6.05. <laughs> no. I have the opposite problem, man. I have the revenge bedtime problem where I can't go to sleep. What time do you go to sleep to wake up at 6? Um, it really depends. So last night I streamed. So I was in bed probably 10.30, 11 maybe-ish. Okay. And my body's like, you're waking up at six. And I woke, and it's weird. I'll be like, I'm not awake. I'll lie, I'll lie to myself. I'll keep my eyes closed. I'm like, I'm not awake. And then, like, the parts of me that are touching the bed, like my hip, my shoulder, will start to ache. Like, you need to get out of bed or else you're going to be stiff all day. And I'm just like, no, yeah. I don't want to get up. No, my, my parts are all like, stay stay completely still don't get up that's the only thing about me still youthful is i could sleep till noon every oh, day yeah. oh yeah dude. i yeah. wish bro oh my I, god yeah i could go to bed at 9 p.m and sleep probably till noon i yeah I, I i don't know what it is man but i i it's revenge bedtime right like i spend my whole day at work come home do the kids thing mm. you know spend time with the wife which doesn't work necessarily but there is that desire to have me time, right? It's time. Time, yes, bro. <laughs> and it immediately is like, well, I should probably spend four hours falling down the TikTok. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. Bro, my wife has to pull me out. She'll see me. And, uh, two things that my wife will pull me out of. Like, I'll be scrolling TikTok, and she's like, you haven't moved in an hour. Stop it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the other one is I'll be sitting there completely still, phone in my pocket, and my eyes are darting around, and she's like, your characters are arguing with each other. Right? <laughs> yeah. Boy, yes, I'm thinking of content. You probably both have a lot of voices in your head oh at this point, God. right? I will. It's it's a thing of like if I get an idea because sometimes I've had to start kind of outlining a little bit of what I'm going to do as far as content is concerned. Like I have kind of a list of things like yeah. good idea, good idea, good idea. All right, good idea A B C. Good idea 
to ABC, right? You kind of mm-hmm. outline them as you go, yeah. fill them out as you get ready to shoot them. But sometimes you just get that one idea that comes over you in a moment, and you're like, I'll be right back. I have to make <laughs> this sh- right now. You go, you go yeah. shut your – do you have a space in your I home? I do. Yep, my game room. That's what I got. You, go, you shut yourself in your, yep. in your oasis. I lock the door. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, do not disturb. Yeah, Filming in progress. Deadbolt. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yes, straight up. And it's it, – you, you it, it helps because you do enter into that space of like – Okay, we're in the zone. Now. Yeah. Let me ask you this, okay? Since you have the same kind of characters yeah. inside your brain that I have, right? Do you every once in a while have a punchline hit you? And that's the, that's your catalyst, right? Yes. This punchline is so good, and then you get there, and you're in the room, and you're sitting there by yourself staring at your phone about to start, and you're like, okay, how do I... Me, how do I build to that? Yes, how do I get to this punchline? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have an end point, but how do I get to yeah. the yeah, end point? Like, you're yeah. like, I know yeah. what I want to say, but how do I make this entire like show around this punchline that I'm trying yeah. to get to? Yeah, and you literally pull out your phone and you're like, uh, weed whacker, I barely know her. Wait a minute. That doesn't work at all. You know? Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a weird thing of like, you have a comedy sketch a day that you're kind of on yeah. the hook for. Yep. It's easy in the sense that you're the writer, producer, director, and the actor, right? Like yep. you, you're the whole staff, watch. and you just kind of you. It's like it either happens or doesn't by your hand. But yeah. that's also kind of the bad thing is like you pull out your camera sometimes, or you think a joke's going to work, and then you record it, you watch it back, and you're like, hmm. How many are on the cutting room floor? What's that? Like, how many videos are on the cutting room floor? Um, like, do you film them and you're like, no? It really or depends. Do they all go so, out? like, if I'm so, I obviously teach, and teaching takes up all right. of my time, right? When I'm not teaching, the drafts will stack up, and yeah. I will like, all right, I'm gonna drop this on this day, this on this day, this on this day, and then sometimes something will happen in the news, and I'm like, oh, I can make a great joke about that. Right. So then it's like put in front of it. Um, during those times, I can have like three or four of them on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Right now, because. Sorry, I'm not trying to burp on no, your podcast. No, we, <laughs> we did it all the first episode. The beer on the podcast <laughs> yeah. is always a burp, um, burp so, pr- pr- producer. But now that I'm like on on platform and I'm actually teaching, it's right. like scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah. like three times. No, yeah, three times in the past two weeks because yeah. I've been it's been just balls to the wall at work. I've driven home, parked in my driveway, connected to the Wi-Fi, hit upload. As soon as it uploads, my wife's like standing at the door. I'm like, bye, honey. Yeah. I just go right back <laughs> to Gotta work. go. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's give and take. Like there's times where you're just, you're popping, you got idea, idea, Mm -hmm. idea, they're coming, you know, you can kind of build off like both of our content streams have kind of like storylines that are are fun, but sometimes if you've painted yourself into a corner or you've resolved something to the point where it's like, I don't know where to go next. Like you (laughs) literally are kind of starting over. But so do you have like a system of like he has like a list of ideas? Do you know what you're doing so five I, videos from now? I have notes and if a joke comes to me but it's not good enough that I need to make it right then and there, right. I'll be like that will be a catalyst joke. And the way I look at it with my content is I know that I'll lose like 60% of my viewership if I don't have a joke in the first five seconds. Okay. So that is my boom. That is my initial joke. And those yeah. are the small jokes. Because everyone, since they've watched my content, they like the big punchline at the end. Sure. Yeah. So the big punchline the at the end shot. is the purpose of that video. And that first five seconds, that's, I have notes. Let me see. Hold on. So you break it down like by duration of the video. Like the first five seconds, I got all act, these act ideas. Act one, act two, act three. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much. Yeah. So I have, uh, I need to look into Jake Bro. I don't know who that is. He's apparently a nuke guy. I need to look into the the Perlin project. Um, Jumpstart buff engines with explosives. I'm going to figure out a way to use that joke. Um, <laughs> Do you ever come back to these and you're like, 
what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> yeah, Arsenal ship. I got to look into that one a, yeah. bit, a little bit more. The fuck is Arsenal ship? And somebody wants uh, Mr. Herbert as the M2. I do a relatively decent Mr. Herbert, you know, from Family Guy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Ash, Nash. Oh, you, you yeah. get your fight ash over here, Chris. Got uh, a pretty good whistle there. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Good old Billy T. Friendly. Uh, yes, yes sir. A fellow whistler. <laughs> is that what Billy T. turns into when he retires? I, you know, that's actually kind of how I got to that character was I could do the, the Herbert. And I was like, man, that's easy to do. I'll just bring it down an octave. I was say I, it's it's not, it's not too much whistle. It's just a little just bit enough. of whistle. Yeah, it's it's good. I love honestly out of all your characters, I CW five Billy T friendly is my favorite. He's, he's, my the, favorite. he's the one I think I easily like do do just kind of like colloquially. Like I'll be out hanging out and have to part ways with someone, and they'll be like, all right, man, see. You. I'm like, all right, see you later. <laughs> and they're like, ah. <laughs> do you ever have a character in your brain that you haven't had a reason to use yet? I, you know, I feel like it's kind of getting gummed up with the characters that people want to see now. I think I think all the ones that I have observed and wanted to put out there, I've done. Like, I like doing the chaplain just because chaplains are all kind of... Your all. chaplain is spot on. My chaplain <laughs> that I did for the Air Force, everyone's like, why does it sound like One Punch Dad's chaplain? Because you nailed it. I can't perfect no, perfection, no, 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 no. man. No, hey, man. Like, hey, man. There's more than one type of chaplain out there. But, like, you know, like the sergeant major, the colonel, like... I, I didn't want to overload it, I guess. So yeah. but you're kind of at the mercy of demand at this point, right? It is. Like, it you is kind of like, do. and some of the things people ask for, like they're like, you know, like give me a mechanic with buck teeth. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, what? You know, there's always weird ones. Like, and since I've like segued into uh, air power, which is ironic considering my job is to shoot it down. Well. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who better? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so. But since I've segued into it, I realized that the world of, of air fanboys that are out there, oh, yeah. they all have their one aircraft that they love. They simp. And it's, yeah, and they're all just like, I didn't even know an F-111 Aardvark existed until like two months ago. <laughs> but it's a crazy-ass looking aircraft. So I'm like, all right, we're going to Now we know. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm just going to keep digging in. They're like, oh, have you heard of this, this aircraft, and this aircraft? They just keep throwing them at me. And I'm like, guys, I, I can't do that many voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you, you do get inundated, like, I, I do tell people who ask me about making content, like, hey, what can I do? Like, I want to, you know, I want to make stuff like you or whatever. You're, you, you, they'll tell you what they want in the comments is kind of the baseline truth. They'll right. tell you, like, whether it's a storyline thing or a new character that they want. Like, I, I will say a lot of the characters and a lot of the storylines, I don't know if this is true for you, but, like, that... Uh, some of that did come from some. There's some genuinely good ideas in the comments. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's, some, there's some legitimately bad ideas in the <laughs> oh, comments yeah. too. Um, some people give me. They're like, "Hey, you should do a storyline like this." I'm like, mm, "You should do that. Yeah. <laughs> you can take that on. Go nuts, man. I'm first. Not okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go crazy. And there's some that I just can't fall into. Like I, I do it. I, I'm not going to do it here, but I do a relatively decent Heath Ledger, and like do so, I wanted, to do, I wanted to do the Heath Ledger joke. <laughs> you do it here, do it bro. Dude. You have to. You what? Can't, oh you can't just throw that I'm, out there I'm and not, be like, "I'm not going to do it." I'm, I just God, right. I don't know if I'm in the right headspace for it. Take okay. a vote if he should do it. Jesus, okay, I, I got a moment of silence here. Let me see if I can try. Come to on, right Heath. You're, you're killing me. So I'm a uh, seance right now. We won't look at you. I'll All try right, what's going on? God, now I'm, I'm so on the spot, bro. Uh, I, I would feel much better with a plane or a, or a country over top of my face. No, right no, no, no. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain, baby. Yeah, no, it's over. Uh, let me see if I can get this. Uh, hold on. No, no, <laughs> no to, pressure. I know it's so all. hard to do this in front of people. Yeah. Um, 
I keep on wanting to say, do you see these scars? But that's not where it starts. That's not where it starts. I got to get like the, you guys are now seeing inside my brain. Someone's going to have to pause this for 10 where minutes and edit it? this yeah. out. <laughs> that's God. Oh, no, this is all going in. Oh, my Did God. we clap? Nope. <laughs> Jesus. Damn it. Here, one, two, three. There we go. Those Sound sync. There, oh, there we go. That was a power clap. Yeah, that was <laughs> intense, man. God. I knocked the camera yeah, over with noise ordinance, dude. <laughs> okay. I don't know who to use him for. And like I've thought about throwing around different things. Yeah. But I just I, I don't want to throw that around willy nilly. And I know as I as I do these characters, you get better at them. You do. You do. Yeah. And so like right now I could probably do some, oh god, now you guys are gonna I'm totally on the spot but here. I just feel we can't go they, any further until we get some Heath Ledger. Right. <laughs> we will <laughs> Do you see these scars? <laughs> you wanna know how I got God keep screaming. My mom <laughs> She loved my dad, but he was a drinker. And so one day, he came home. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's what we're doing. Sorry, no. No. It was great. I, okay, you were going. That's why I didn't laugh because I laughed because it was really. Good. You're like, holy shit! I'm sitting next to the Joker right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, it was me. good, buddy. You're listening to the Hard Point with One Punch Dad and Code Rome's. My name is Josh. I go by One Punch Dad online. My name is Cody. I go by Code Roams. And my name is Ethan. I go by HLC. Yeah, you do. I that do. Was quite the intro. That was a. I can't see that far. <laughs> About 15 minutes. <laughs> That's 15 all right. Minute intro. So, anyways, getting back to that one hair that we all have that grows right out of our pee hole. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I just yank it. Yeah. Give it a good it brings tug. you to your knees every Ooh. single time. Yeah. As a, what? It, I never feel more alive. So I do want to talk about something that's that's really bothered me. Air it uh, out. That's it's you know there's news. There's always news out there. You watch the news. I I, eh, eh. And you see, I, don't, I don't know if you've seen this story. So there's a, a famous uh, TikToker who has a, a, a series, a cast sure. of characters, and his sergeant major was relieved. Oh, this uh, is big news. I did uh, hear about. I We're getting into allegations I mean, territory. The, the PNN is talking. Uh, I heard that he violated Fort Sill hunting regulations. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> 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 I heard I heard that it was a discipline issue. He it had one spare. Okay. Heard that. Um, heard womanizing. Oh, womanizing. Yeah, I heard that. Oh man. I, I I heard he's a giant piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> that's some of the most disappointing. Honestly, news. what it is, the woke left uh, has has struck yet again. This is cancel culture. Yes, oh, this yeah, is yeah. cancel culture incarnate. Um, yeah, man. Um, that's a crazy thing. Honestly, that it, yeah. is. You want to talk about? The top 10 things that I thought would never happen on TikTok is them removing that very specific <laughs> filter that has been there since the beginning. Yeah. That like, was, why? That was why? An old one. I have For no what idea. reason. I they needed even, free like, up I searched space. it. I, I scoured the internet like, did some kind of license expire? Or did the guy that created it die and they couldn't? Right. Renew? Like, there's nothing. It's like it never existed. It's like it is wiped from the face of the internet. And that... Did you say you kind of picked another filter for the? Next? I it's going to be tough to match because that, that working on an alternate storyline. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I like so so I did a, a fourth wall break where it's like the writers' room. Oh that. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was, that was good. yeah. So we're just you're just rolling with it. I think 
Uh, King Picks Media, who's another great kind of yeah, premium content creator, dude. makes good content. He uh, he made a comment that I actually really liked. He talked about life giving you lemons. So that's the lemon. Uh, that's a big lemon. Do yeah. you that is, that does raise a good question because there is this sense with like the TikTok filters, like we use those for our content. Absolutely, it's a huge piece of it. <clears throat> It, it was harrowing. I'm not going to lie. Like I, like, I roll with punches. Like, there's still filters I can use. Like, I'll bounce around with it, whatever. Like, do you feel like it's precarious? Like, one day, like... Absolutely. If and they pulled out the rug from underneath your feet. Since day one, I was like, I need to figure out how to do this on my own. Yeah. And the video not editing rely program... on... Yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to Eli Double Tap. But the, yeah, the video yeah. editing program he showed me, I can do the green screen videos on my own. That's good. So, yeah. I am... I am good to go. I th I think as you you know, and this is something that I think any anyone who's making whether you're making funny content or whether you're making educational content, I think it's in your best interest to reduce the amount of places wherein you have pitched a tent in someone else's backyard. Yeah, if you can, whether you are doing any kind of VFX or green screen effect, you really need to be careful about how much you rely on that app, that Playgrounds equipment. Because you make Absolutely. all that inside the TikTok app. I do. I start, and at one I point, start from TikTok, probably as you do. I yeah. start from TikTok, and okay. from there it goes other places. Because at one point they were talking about it being banned or something like that, right? Yeah. So if, if everything you need to make those videos is within that app, and then one day that app does not exist. 100%. <laughs> like, for, yeah, for me, I from scratch and honestly, it's, it's a scary position to be in. Is yeah. that you know, like, that is your bread and butter. That is your niche. And reinventing yourself is almost impossible when it comes to social right. media. Because you're always going to have that demographic that remembers you for that one thing. Right. Mm -hmm. right? The you caught lightning in a bottle trying to do it again. Absolutely. Yeah, so, like, for me, when I found something that worked, I was like, I need to figure out how to do this with nobody's help. Yeah. And, and the, the cool thing, and I don't think... A lot of people think about the filters in this way, and I feel, I feel like it's honestly it's an underutilized medium to tell a story. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, people don't really realize the approximation of using filters to create multiple characters and actual animation. It really is now. It's not the same, obviously. Like any animation studio, it's hundreds of people working insane hours right. to make thirty, you know, twenty minutes of a. Rick and Morty episode, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah, the toilet. This this is me with my phone for two minutes, right? right. Yep. But it is your voice or your voice doing other voices, other characters, and a different face. Like even if it's a face filter or your eyes and mouth, you know, basically, yep. uh, right. Either case, it is approximating that kind of animation effect where you do get to not only put on a costume, but you straight up don a new character, right? Like, yeah. And that. I mean that's it's cool, but it as I found out the other day, that can be ripped out from underneath oh, yeah. you very quickly. Well, it's also like you're trying to push the limits, right? Like, because when it comes to being a creator of any kind, you want to push and see what you can do next, right? Yes, like, and I, sure. this goes out to anyone watching this or anyone listening. If you're a creator, mm -hmm. never stop. Like, yes. never try. Like, stop trying to get better. Stay in the race. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like for me, it was how do I obviously, and I figured this out after a while. It's not so much the news. Like, don't get me wrong. People like getting the news for me. Right. Uh, because I break it down in ways that they're that are easy to digest, but they love my characters, and it's the same yeah. thing with you. They love your characters. Yeah, and and two like I, I feel a tinge in my heart when I start to harp on the same thing too many times. Like I don't want to, I don't want to tell the same joke over and over. Absolutely, again. I don't want the same thing to keep happening in the videos, and I think 
sometimes that makes it painful, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes yeah. it goes to a place of like, okay, I don't have anything new to do for this guy. So maybe maybe I got to take a day off. That's been, yeah. honestly, if I, like you can probably relate, Absolutely. the hardest thing to do, especially when you're hitting and you're coming off of one of those highs where it's like, banger joke, banger video, yeah. everyone's doing good, and then you kind of hit that slump. Maybe I just need to take a rest. Yeah, it, it's almost akin to like exercise. Like sometimes the best thing you can do is not. You can over overwork out. Yes. you know, mm-hmm. and and you're not getting the same 100%. results. Yeah, and I I don't know about you. Uh, I watch my videos, but it's not for any kind of self righteous like narcissistic. No, no, reason. no. It's it's analysis. Exactly. I want to know. Like I've had great jokes that had bad deliveries, and I've yeah. seen it in my analytics. I'm like that. That was a great joke that I just delivered really terribly. Right. So I, I constantly study myself and I learn to try and figure out, okay, I can hit that joke better. I can, you know, I didn't convey this feeling because obviously actors, any kind of actor, whether you're a social media actor, a real world actor, you know, actor, anything, you're trying to convey a feeling and get people to follow that yeah. feeling. So if you're like, I didn't convey that in the way that I wanted, and you'll see it in the comment section. Like, well, I didn't really understand this part. And yeah. it, you know, it, it hurts when you see that, but you're like, because I want to deliver a great product for right. people who follow me. Yes. Do you read all the comments? I, like, I, I used to. Yeah. I used to. But, you know, I tell you, and it's the weirdest thing. Anyone who has a following and actually is trying to make something of themselves out there, they are very nice and polite to everybody around right. them. It's it's the user 223434467 kitty kitty lick lick. The nobody. Yeah. Who just wants to say the worst, most, like, repugnant, terrible right. things you've ever heard. And, and, and it, it's a... It's a it's a weird dichotomy, right? Because, like you said, it's normally no PFP. N- the username has not even been set. That person is likely only on the app to right. to troll, to speak the the horrible shit that's on their brain that they can't say colloquially right. that they would never say colloquially. Yeah, it will stick in your fucking yeah. craw. Right. You could get a thousand good ones, good ones, yeah. and that one that's just like do better. Or cringe, right? And you're like, I'd fight you right now. (laughs) I would. You know what I started doing, right? So the reason I started social media is kind of a little bit of a dark story, right? I was in a bad position, bad situation, and uh, I I wanted to make people happy. And originally, I started making social media because I wanted people to like say that I was amazing and funny and stuff like that, right? And it was very selfish and it was stupid. Uh, Eventually, what I figured out is like for those like two, three minutes, whatever that I make that silly video, I'm giving them a break from whatever's going on in their life. Um, like I just had a guy reach out to me, um, and he said that he found my videos when his wife had passed away from cancer and like that straight humbled me. I, that, that is the most amazing feeling in the world. And he was, he was a great guy. And, um, but with that, I just started like, if they have something negative to say, I just block. I don't even interact with them because if I interact with them, I give them that, that, that's what they're looking for, right? right? They're looking for a negative reaction. So when I block them, I hope, I hope that something in their life goes wrong. And their friend goes, hey, man, watch this video to cheer up. And, and they, they click can't it, see it. And they can't see it because <laughs> yes. it's mine. That is the best full circle fuck you that I can yeah, possibly yeah. give to someone. And, it, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where it feels like the chump move. like, it, it, But it, it's not, right? It's, it's, you want to stand your ground and defend your honor and all right. that stuff. You want, it, you want to, you know. And there is a few times, like, if I've got a, like, a, a quip mm-hmm. and someone leaves a smart-ass comment... And I've got a zinger to lead them back. Like nine times out of ten, it's gonna be ratio city. Like right. straight oh, yeah. up. Like they're gonna be like, "You suck," and I'm gonna be like, "That's not what your mom said." <laughs> and then you know, a thousand people come and validate that. Like, yeah, you shouldn't just come to this dude's video. Like, we got his back. Like, right. your your fans will 
Oh yeah, they yeah. will protect you. They are yeah. protect brutal. You. They will yeah. defend you. Oh yeah, right. you know, Come in swarms. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like I actually, it does get to the point where you have to be careful because I have had a few times back when I would clap back, like TikTok introduced the clap back. Oh yeah, via yeah. video. There were there was a point where I kind of started to get a following, and someone would be like, "You suck," and I would do a video response and be like, "Oh yeah, nah, you suck," and then my followers would be like. Get him. <laughs> Do you want to sports out? Like, literally, yeah. like people deleting their accounts, like wow. like running from the internet, and it's like that. It felt good in the moment, but also yeah. that shouldn't be the goal. Yeah, right. And it's, it, yeah. I just, I also realize, like, and he's absolutely right, though. It festers on you. Yeah. Like, even yeah. even when this this hard point stuff comes out, I, I mean, I'm telling you, it's gonna yeah. you're gonna find negativity. Gonna be some, yeah. it's gonna <laughs> Bring it on, you, right? We're but, fucking ready. <laughs> but the, the thing that pulls me out of it, like now, I try and dismiss it because it's it's not even worth right. my time. You know, it's not even worth it. But the things that'll pull you out is the people that are like, hey, man. This really helped me. And like yeah. that is the most rewarding thing in yeah. the world. Absolutely. If you're yeah. going to post a bad comment, just don't. Just, just don't. Yeah. Just, it's not going to work. Consider not. Throw it out there um, anyway. But yeah, yeah. For every, for every like, hey, this is cringe comment, like the ones, you know, you helped me through a hard time. You know, the one, you know, we make military content. So people tell me like, hey, I joined because of you. Oh, yeah. That's or I chose ADA because of you. Like yep. those are yeah. huge, man. Like it's. At a certain like that can be a whole thing too because then you start to get this anxiety of like, okay, now I'm I'm here to make jokes and suddenly mm-hmm. I'm representing this much bigger, more serious thing. Right. Yeah. Uh I don't know how I feel about being the face of. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's it's weird. I feel like the powers that be know we exist, but they're just kinda like Shaky alliance. Yeah, they're, they're just like let's let's see how they do. You yeah, know, we're, yeah. gonna, we're just gonna let this play out because yeah. we're not hurting recruiting by right. any means. No, right? no, no, no. So, and, and I think I think between what you and I make, it's it's we we never punch down, right? We're not here to to make fun of people who can't defend themselves. Absolutely, and we're not here to say, hey, the army's not a good experience. Don't join the army. It's just bad, bad, bad. I. I mean, if it weren't for some of the kooky things that happen in the army, I would have no jokes. We, the army is a daily buffet of wild, it's bonkers this. things happening, and people being like, "All right," and accepting it. You're just like jaded to all the it's the crazy so, shit. It's, that it's every day is just the most bonkers like thing that you have to adjust fire to. <laughs> And you just roll with it. And that's kind of those. Just a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Those are the things that I kind of like. Okay, what are the things that like, actually, this is not normal at all. Yeah. We should talk about it. Well, like, for example, like broadening and generating assignments, right? So I made a joke about this because like anywhere else in the world. So in the Army, right, uh, they'll send you like I'm in a broadening assignment right now Mm. where I'm an instructor, right? So they'll send you to be an instructor, a drill sergeant. They'll send you to be a recruiter. Like they got all these different assignments. It's like a your job, but not your job job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's weird. Like that happens in the Army. They're like, well, it's to make you a well-rounded soldier. Yeah. But like think about that in any other job. Like, right. let's say you busted tires and they were like, we're going to send you to Bolivia to go harvest rubber trees <laughs> to figure out where they come from. And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you're, a, you're a fry cook at McDonald's. They're like, we're sending you to Idaho. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> but like, in the army, it's just normal. Makes sense. Yeah. You're going to go harvest peanuts and squeeze them for oil. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 there, there's this weird sense of like, I don't know, like they, it is never... I've been. We've both been in the army for about fifteen years. Yep. Like a, long enough to know better, 
but it is this ov- always looming sense of we know it's better for you. Yeah, we know where you belong, and I'm not saying like I'm not. I don't have an aversion to mentorship. No, it's not what it is. And I, I actively am always seeking a mentor, um, and receiving it from the people that have identified as mentors. Yep. But I think there's also this sense of nobody trusts anyone who they outrank or outage even to make a sound decision, and it's it it can be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 a thing of. It, it trickles through every aspect of our daily life, from command to just... How. Well, it's also the Army's really bad at the telephone game. Like, yeah. terribly bad, <laughs> oh, which, yeah. is, which is why I'm telling you right now, I'm so glad that the Sergeant Major of the Army has a Twitter. I'm so glad, because you can get it right from the horse's mouth. Yeah. It's like the way e- the, Ethan, I think you mean he has an X. I, you know, okay, he has an X. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, he has yeah. an X, my bad. <laughs> I, I don't have... Well, I do have one, but I only follow politicians just because I want to see yeah. the things yeah. that they say. I've got a few X's, but we don't talk anymore. <laughs> but, like... It's so weird, man. The telephone game in the army is terrible. Yeah. So let's say Sergeant Major comes down and says, "Hey, first sergeant, I'm going to be in your AO hey. on on Wednesday." Yeah. Simple, simple. Just I'm going to be in your AO. Right. First sergeant comes down and he's like, "Hey, uh, platoon sergeant, sergeant major says he's coming to inspect the barracks and, and our AO. You better have it clean." Yep. Platoon sergeant's yelling at the squad leader, saying, "Hey, you need to go outside and clean up around the barracks right. and police call all this." And then Joe's out there, police calling a smoke pit. He's not a smoker and he's being yelled at because it's dirty because sergeant yes. major saw it and he's like, right. "What? Exactly." Like another prime example is the, uh, we'll call it the brigade and above run. Oh, my God. So the brigade will push down, hey, at 6 o'clock in the morning, 0600, we're going to have a brigade run. A lot mm. of people running in a big rectangle. <laughs> okay. It's as terrible as it sounds. <laughs> it's awful. Um, sounds not fun at all. What, if, if, if there's a 06 step-off time, what time are we showing up? Uh, I'm usually there with my platoon at 04. 04. Yeah. Easy. That's that's an easy and four. And the higher it goes up, so now it's a division run, oh, probably 0330. Yeah, 0330. Yeah. Two hour prior? Add oh, 30 yeah. minutes each echelon, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Why, what are you doing for those two hours? Stand in there and listening to <laughs> Thunderstruck by DC, uh, ACDC. It's always yes. Thunderstruck. Or, or Welcome to the Jungle. It's always Or, or some of that. So oh, like, my God. Like, like there's like eight dad rock songs that are always <laughs> being played on loudspeakers oh on a fucking God. loop. For two hours. Yes, for oh two fucking hours. Yes. Oh, my God. And you're freezing your tits off. Yeah. And it's just, it's a terrible experience. And, but this is the and thing. then you run for 45 minutes. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter what time of year it is. You will always be out there in summer PTs because some unit is going to show up in summer PTs. Yeah. We had three. And you got to all look alike. Uh, yeah, we had three people at Fort Carson. It was 29 below zero. Whoa. And they had us in summer PTs yeah. because one unit showed up in summer PTs. We had three cold weather casualties. Oh my gosh. Like, it's the wildest thing, man. Yeah, we failed. We're, we're 0 for 2. Hang on, let me see if I can get this one. We got a late clap. Right. We can do it on 3. 1, one 2, two three. 3. There we go. All right, all right, that was definitely not on time. I was early. Sorry. <laughs> I was early. Okay, I got a story. We got anything? <laughs> I was going to say I got something. Yeah, okay, we got. Okay, so one of your videos really stood out to me. All right. We established on the first episode on the civvy of the show. Yes. And so if you had to guess, if there's one video that like really stood out to a civvy, do you have any idea what that would be? For my videos. I'm interested to hear this. Oh, uh... That's, I'd actually be interested to know that for my content. It really stood out. You got all, all funny shit. But one, I was like, whoa... Is that the one where I was talking about how Patriot targets the cockpit? I don't think so. Okay. Um, and, and I'm not saying that. No one come after me. Lieutenant Commander Candeloro was quoted saying that in 2003. That's very interesting. Do you have like 10 minutes? Yeah, um, I can tell you about that. Not offensive. Like frightening. Fri- that's pretty frightening. Um, <laughs> let me see. Uh, Throw him a bone. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a clue. A, a, a sort of briefing. 
Oh, the threat brief. The threat brief stuck out to you. I haven't seen that one. So I made what? what, what uh, give me something. Okay. What? So <laughs> I made it the joke, like somebody coming in just looking dumbfounded, like like terrified. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, he got the threat brief. And it's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, I got to call my parents and tell them to buy a bunker. And he's like, <laughs> oh, you gave them the light one. Like, yeah, like yeah. you have a chance to yeah. survive or anything. It's always the worst possible thing you've ever heard in your okay. entire life. So like there's not really shit like that that was a joke? Or is there really uh, shit like that? No, no. The world's a scary place. A <laughs> very... But, like, the purpose of a threat brief is to scare you shitless. Okay. Like, that's the purpose of it is, like, this is what's going on in the world that no right. one else knows it's, about. It's reality. There's no yeah. overblown, like, it, what I will say about this with a going to an OPSEC place, Ooh. I guess. You get a sense of what is – and that's kind of why, like, as someone who is – has been doing this for a while, when people throw out these outlandish, like, you know, like, the military's putting – microchips in my Cheerios. Like, that's when you're like, all right, well, that's not... You're well, not that important. Yeah, I'm just yeah, going to go ahead and tell yeah. you. Your Cheerios are fine. Yeah. Um, but it's it's reality, right? Like, sure. you, you hear... Yeah, the first time, it is harrowing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a thing of where you realize that uh, you grew up in a country that believes itself to be <laughs> the safest place in the world. Yeah. And it's... And it's we're, very blessed to live here. I, don't, I, I do believe that. I'm on the verge of a sneeze. Sorry. <laughs> let, it, let it rip, brother. Let it, let when it I go. turn away, it disappears. And sneeze, uh, sneeze into the microphone. Let's yeah, see yeah. Give let's us see a the good, sound level. Yeah, let's see what this compressor can take. Um, yeah, okay, I'm good. But no, you just you get a sense of where you're at in the world. Like yeah. it, it literally is. It's like like realizing how vast the universe is. Sure. Honestly, yeah. it is it's scary, but yeah, maybe and and realizing like. Chinese kids and Russian kids and Iranian kids and, New New and uh, uh, North Korean kids grow up hearing things about other governments and their own governments and believing sure. the exact same things, yeah. you know, the same but flip-flop to yeah. be true. It's, yeah. it's really... It's, it. it's mainly just a giant reality check. Yeah. It's kind of like when someone's like, oh, you're back-to-back World War champions. We're undefeated. We're going to win the next one. Just like... There's a statute of limitations on yeah. that. It's... Like, it's not going to be as easy as you think. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. We're better prepared than pretty much everybody I know. Yeah. Of, but Babe, Babe Ruth, not a contender in a current home run race. Like, that's, I love him, but. No, man, you yeah. look back to the 1930s. He's the greatest player who's ever lived. And yeah. that guy's like a chain smoker. Yeah, yeah. lived off nachos, like 5'4", 145. Yeah. Tiny little guy. Like, all right, buddy. Like, we've come a long yeah. way. That being said, why don't we let professional athletes take steroids? Like, I mean, I, look, I just want to see I thought you were say, why don't we let them eat nachos? <laughs> It's <laughs> like, let him have a hot dog, yeah. man. Oh, man. I can't I, imagine, like, oh, I've had his chicken and rice. This dude's up here selling conies, <laughs> man. I just want a chili dog. Oh, hard pass. I saw something about somebody proposed a league where steroids were allowed, where it's like, just see no how limits. far you can push your body. Like, it's a part of it. Yeah. And just see how far you can push your body. I mean, there's stuff like, I don't watch it, but like NASCAR, you can push a machine to see how far it can go. That's true. Why not be able to push your body to That's see true. how far like, it can go? Like, is the gasoline a performance-enhancing drug at that point? Like, That's fair. Uh, well, I think, like, yeah, yeah, somebody, The internet is always undefeated. I love the internet, right? Like, no matter what goes on <laughs> in this world, the internet stays undefeated. And... Like, we're both burping now. and um, uh, All three of us. <laughs> the beer burpees. <laughs> and uh, so, like, somebody on the internet was saying that we've never seen a gorilla in peak physical form because they don't know how to lift weights. And I was like, man, that's... Oh, fuck. Yeah, we've never seen... <laughs> a gorilla just thrown up <laughs> We don't know how much they can do. Like, we don't know. And I'm like, wow, that... 
that kind of screwed my mentality up there, man. Zero. Like, have you seen? Okay. Training. So I grew up thinking kangaroos were like kangaroos. Like nice. Close your eyes and picture a kangaroo. That's how I picture kangaroos. Yeah. Like kangaroos are yacked. They're violent. Dude. They are violent, and they have like the deltoids of a bodybuilder. <laughs> but like, what do you expect? It's Australia. I love Australians. I love them. Like every time I've worked with them, I love Australians. But man, like everything there. You ever seen like uh, what was it? Uh, like National Geographic, where a gazelle has to learn to run in like the first thirty seconds, or yeah. it's going to get eaten. That's how Australian kids are born, <laughs> right? Like they just kind of like they're the pinnacle of right. existence, yeah. Yeah. or else they're not going to make Survive it. Do you think don't? leopards and cheetahs look at like our like Olympic track runners, and they like, have the Omni Man moment, like look what they have to do <laughs> to to achieve a fraction of our power. Oh, sure. God, they're just man. born that way. Dude, yeah. Yeah, dude. born that way. That's wild. <laughs> Did you see there was recently? It was a. Uh, Never it thought was about a, this. A, um, it was a qualifier for uh, the Olympics, and some guy in a country in Africa put his cousin, who never ran in a qualifier, and like everybody in the world was like, you know, I'd always like to see an average person run right. against these professional athletes. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah. that video exists, right. and if you've seen it, you're just like, oh my god, they really are that fast. Because this poor woman is giving it everything she's yeah. got. She's yeah. giving it the beans, and they're just like, she's not even moving. Wow. She's so, giving it the beans. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that one in my pocket. Use that for later. Yeah, <laughs> Tuesday in a meeting, I'm gonna be like, well, we really gave it the beans. So. Um, no, I, I can't imagine like, like an Olympic sport to me, because. Because we, we go to we, all of us go to the gym. Yeah. You go to the gym. You try to get like a well-rounded like, hey, I want to you know, good upper deck, have strong legs, strong yeah. trunks. I can't imagine being like, I'm gonna do a sport where I only need these five muscles. <laughs> Or these 20 muscles, whatever, to be really, really strong. Yeah. And I need to get those muscles better than everybody else yeah. in the world. So I'm going to sprint for it, eight years. Is That's, cycling a good example of that? Like I, just cyclers that are just, motion? I feel like you have to have an anus of steel <laughs> to be a proper Bro, cycler. the seat's that wide. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, he does that stuff. So he bought it like a really nice bike. Yeah. It's like a, like a $3,000 bicycle. Yeah. Bicycle, right? Like, no, thank you. I ride a motorcycle. I'm, I'm much different than that. But he, uh, <laughs> on vacation. So he just retired from the Navy. He's living in Japan. You know, love you, bro. I'm, I'm so proud of you, man, for retiring. But like he retired. And before he retired, he's like, I took a week of leave. And I want to go ride 1,000 miles on a bicycle in a week. Dude. And he was like, bro, I hit that 1,000 miles. I'm like, I, no, <laughs> no. And now you can't walk. <laughs> I... It's, no. it's to me the cyclist thing, like, and I don't know. It's because like I never went to a shop and said, "Make a bike for my body," but <laughs> for my wide ass, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> please, yeah, I need please, that seat. Yeah, please right measure there. measure the width of my anus <laughs> and give me the rights. Like, I I have a buddy who is a big cyclist, and he was like, "Hey, come ride trails out here with mm -hmm. me," and uh, we went out to to the to the bluffs and we did a little riding. The hardest part it wasn't the pedaling. It wasn't the cardiovascular aspect. It was that bicycle seat trying to climb up my back door. <laughs> Straight up. It, I was violated by the bicycle. And it was like, dude, I can do all of this, but the Seat. The seat is killing me. I'm being and credit carded. Yeah, <laughs> Straight up. Uh, like It was like sitting on a, a, a cone. Those seats are made by MEPS doctors. That's they must be. Yeah, yeah. It did everything short of telling me to turn my head and cough. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I don't know. Man. If you give me that plus like a nice cushy seat, I might we might be talking. But. I, I'm not. 
I've never been like I'm not a real outdoorsy person with the exception of like I like hunting and fishing. Like sure. that's the only reason. And I've never like no hunters train. No one's like I'm gonna go hike 50 miles. You because, can eat nachos and hunt. Yeah, like no one. <laughs> it's allowed. A a like you're just you're just breathing heavy, chain smoking, <laughs> leaning against a tree. You're like, I'm like oh, I am yeah. not packing a deer out of here. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not happening. Like, but, but some of these people like uh, recently it was uh, this summer, right? So this summer we had like crazy hot summer. It was it was really in across the whole U.S. There was a father and son that passed away in Death Valley, right? God forbid, you know, it's a terrible thing, but they passed away because they, quote, wanted to know what it felt like to go hiking in 120 degrees. And my brain immediately went, just enlist. That's all you have to do. Like, that's it. But that's just... I, I think was that natural selection that just took them at it that must, point. You know, it, it, it's one of those <laughs> things where, like, he's a motherfucker, man. Like, yeah, it's his. This is a public service announcement, uh, heat category. Um, it it sneaks up on you, man. It does. It's one of those things like you can be out there standing, chilling. Like, I like obviously, like if you got a rucksack, a bunch of gear, whatever. You're hiking. You got a bunch of stuff on, and it's hot. Like, you probably ought to know. You got to eat and hydrate beforehand. Yeah. But like. There's been times where it's been so hot, specifically here, because yep. it gets laser hot oh, God. in it's Oklahoma, Dallas, un- like uh, this region yeah. of the country. Well aware. Yeah. And you could be, like, you golf. Like, have you been <laughs> golfing and been uh, like, i got to get out of here yeah. or I'm going to die. About seven holes in, I'm like, this was the worst decision yeah. I've made Hard yeah. pass, man. this year. And that's that's a thing of, like, that it just sucks. sucks. Like, I've lived here my whole life, and yeah. you don't get used to it. Yeah. You don't. No. There's nothing. Yeah, there's – I love how units are like, we're going to get acclimated to it. You don't. No. There's no. nothing it's, you can it's do. It's called no. suffering. I feel like I, as much as I fucking hate the cold, mm. I – Oh, I, I just I love hate it. the cold. I love hate it, love the it, wind. Love like, top but, three most hated but things. But you can acclimate to the cold Layers. better than you can acclimate to, to heat. To a, to a point, so. yeah. I you, just, can, you can freeze to death. You can fry to death. Yeah. But I feel like – you can only get so naked, dude. You can throw more layers yes. on, though. You there, know? <laughs> there's that, and then there's the aspect of, I think the army, specifically for our job, has created enough like countermeasures for like within like cold weather gear, yeah. to where you're gonna be okay. Technology. Yeah. It won't keep you comfortable, <laughs> but it will keep you alive. It will yeah. keep you alive. Yeah. And that's, oh God, man. I like, hate the heat. How did we get on this topic of know, hydration? Bro, I, to this day, and I, you know, I don't want to speak poorly about any peoples in the world, right? But to this day, I have no, every time I'm sent to the Middle East, every time, every country I've ever been to, I have no fucking clue who is cruising across the desert in their camels. Like, this is nice. Right here. I like it. This, this is it, boys. <laughs> bro. Park it. <laughs> I don't get it, man. It's, like, it's rough, man. It's one of those things, like, you get there and you're like, this is a different planet. It's it's it awful. is a vastly different world, and man. it's probably just relentless. Well, Same heat at night. Kind of, like, like so, you were in Afghanistan. I did Afghanistan Afghanistan's yeah. weird because they do really get some regions get all four seasons. Yeah, it's it's a weird experience. So like when I was in I was in RC South in Kandahar. Yeah, and that's like the desert, right? So during the daytime, 120 degrees, right. but at night. It's like chilly? 70, 70 or 60 degrees. Yeah. Which, so which, which if it was 120 in the day, 60 yeah. feels like 30. It's, <laughs> yeah. You're freezing yeah. all yes. night long. And then during all the, the winter, yeah, during the wintertime, it would get down to like 30s and 20s. We even yeah. had snow once. Yeah. Holy crap. And like, it's in the so, desert? Yeah, there's no atmosphere yeah. there, man. Like, yeah, they man. Just, they just, whatever it is. If it's sunny out, it's hot as hell. If right. it's not sunny, it's freezing. It's yeah. just, just no, no middle ground. Iraq, nothing. Iraq, where I was at, had, so I was in, uh, 
USD South, which was kind of uh, the, the most southern point, Basra, and then kind of north of that. But the, the southern quadrant, they have a monsoon season, and it's in their marshlands, which you think of Iraq, you're like, oh, yeah, they have a marsh. They have like a they have areas that look like the Shire in Iraq, which is crazy. Wow! But they had at one point across the whole cop, which was tiny. It was like the size of a Walmart supercenter. Was a foot of water. Oh wow! It, it rained, it rained, it rained, and then it just stayed there for weeks. And yeah. Just and I walked around in my mosquitoes and shit. Uh, my mop four boots. Your mop boots, man. Yeah. It was get that, you going. some PT shorts and a and a whatever tan T-shirt. I remember in Afghanistan when the monsoon season hit. I was in Tower One in ACS five, and the wind was coming from the south, and the the rain was coming from the south. And I built like we had a belt, and we we get bored and link way too much ammunition. So we had a two forty up there, and we had a belt that was like. 10,000 rounds, one belt. Like, yeah. you just never have to reload. Yeah. I've never, let's burn through every barrel we have. Up barrel there. melts yeah. by the time. Yeah. 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 And then, like, halfway, yeah, halfway through, it was like armor piercing and semi-area. Like, that's going to destroy the gun. That's whatever. Just whatever was laying yeah, around. just whatever we had. Yeah. But, like, I had, there's extra ammo boxes up there. And I built, like, an igloo out of ammo boxes trying to block the wind. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yo, SOG, this is this is Tower 1. Can you bring me my poncho? And, like, he ran up and just threw it at me and ran back inside. I was like, this sucks. Yeah. Cold is one thing. But windy cold is a whole different game. You can't like like I don't smoke anymore. But back then I was like a freight train. You can't smoke in the wind. No, fingers are just your finger. Yeah, yeah. And you're out there like there's only so like you know it's like my son like if we're in a cold restaurant he does the like pull the the hands and arms in the shirt (laughs) and he's just like. A turtle in his shell, like you can't do that while you're in a tower, man. Oh no, man, you can't do that when you're smoking cigs either. You need, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. you need the fingers. Yeah, <laughs> man, you gotta have some some dexterity there. I've tried punching the wind in the face, and I know I look stupid. I know I look ridiculous, right? But if the wind was a person, I would knock his fucking. I would out. fucking strangle it. We're fighting that guy yeah. tonight. <laughs> Top three most hated things in the world: spiders, Taliban, and wind. wind not, yeah. not in any specific order, but Dude. like. Bro, I, I someone somewhere is like I have the perfect enemy. For it. <laughs> Just, <No>. Bro, <laughs> I was the trying, windy Afghan spider. I was going out of the van in UAE. I was yeah. walking out of the van. You know how those doors—they're solid metal. Like yes. there's, there's no give. Big to old them. hunk of shit. Yep. yep. I turn the handle. I open the door, and as soon as you open the door, then, then your fingers can like be you know grabbing the handle. Right. And I went to grab the handle, and the wind was actually coming from the opposite direction and slammed closed on my hand. Oh. I proceeded to kick the door open at that point. And was outside, literally swinging at the wind. I was trying to punch it. I was so mad. Fuck Fuck shit! I was so mad, bro. Like, oh, it's Uh, the worst experience, dude. It's it's really when you're out there. Like, honestly, looking back, like like I have a cubicle job. You you teach. Yeah. There are times where I miss. I don't miss being out there in the fucking cold. Oh no. But there are times I do miss kind of the austere nature of like being online in those kind of jobs because. When you're out there with buds or like your soldiers or whatever, you can have fun. Yeah. Like you yeah. have memorable moments. Yeah. But man, the downs, or the lows are probably the lows very, are low. very like low. like it all like like a prime example. And you can you can relate. You've been shooting at a gun range before. Yeah, it's fun. I, yes, I have. It's a lot of fun. Like right. if I say, "Hey, we're going to take my personal weapons. We're going to go shoot. Yep, just burn a few rounds. Yeah, you know, dial it in. Whatever. Therapeutic. Yeah, therapeutic. Fun. It's a little fun. It's fun, right? Yeah. Going to the range in the army is like God. It's the worst experience. I would rather sweep for ten hours. Why? <laughs> it's, it, it, why? Out, because it's outside. No. So it's a big muscle movement, right? So we, it's like everything's largely soldier run. Sure. 
So you have soldiers who have to go draw the ammo. You have everyone's got to line up at this arms room and draw their weapon. Um, you all you can't put a weapon in a you can't throw it in your car and drive to the range. So you all then have to ride in a, maybe a bus if your unit's yeah. got some money. Military Pro- vehicle, probably mostly. a, a LMTV or yep. an FMTV. The back of like a, an army truck, pretty yeah. much, or a Humvee. And then when you get there, um, all weapons and everything have to be accounted for with personnel, right? Yep. It's not too bad. Because if you, God help you if you lose something. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then you have an RSO, range safety officer, who's signed for the range and is in charge of the range. So every time you show up, this RSO, this person who is somehow in charge, right? right. They're telling you, oh, yeah, the latrines are over there. You, this is your firing point. You'll dry them over Don't here. Don't smoke here. Smoke yeah. there. Yeah. That simple briefing, right? But then that RSO has to get on the radio and talk to these people called range control who take their job way too serious. Oh, my God. <laughs> way Employees of the month. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, they're doing they they yeah. Is it, it the girl at the it's YMCA? The girl at the YMCA oh my god, time. bro! It's they're doing the most for no reason. Like, and they change things just to make themselves feel special. Like it used right. to be, hey, range is hot, range is cold. Now it's wet, wet and dry. And dry. Yeah, Why? Bro, Ew, what? Why? Who needed that career there, bullet on there? There's nothing that needs oh! change. Oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> there's no reason for it. Hey, the range dry. is wet. And then. That, doesn't make sense. No, <laughs> nobody wants to go to a wet range. And then after you're done shooting, by the way, you got to have all your gear, helmet, body armor, which is, I mean, whatever. It's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah, right? you're a little over encumbered, but that's that's not the worst part. When you're done, you have to pick up all the ammo. Now, here's the thing. If you sign for 10,000 rounds, they know how much 10,000 rounds worth of brass weigh. Okay. And you had better bring them 10,000 rounds worth of brass because they'll weigh it when you turn it back in. And if it, don't go over? No, no don't, don't, don't go, go under. under. So if someone puts it in their pocket oh, like or loses take, okay, it okay, or okay, falls into the grass, yeah. you have to go back out there, hands across America, and pick up every piece of brass you find just to get that weight. And when, you, when we say hands across America, what you're imagining, where we are literally arm's length apart, <laughs> walking very slowly, head-oriented right. down, yes. Yes, it that is, is absolutely it. Is, it. Yes, Wow. And that, uh, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, you get to clean weapons. Yep. And I think cleaning your weapons is a great thing. I think any 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 uh, any firearm owner will tell you, like, yes, I absolutely would love to clean my weapons with a show on the television <laughs> or a radio. But you, you go in the dingy basement of whatever battery headquarters or company yep. headquarters, and you have to just sit there and try to clean your weapons to the point of one singular person's subjective Discretion. approval. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, they don't have enough cleaning equipment. So they have like one cleaning kit for like 15 people. Okay, yeah. so, you're just... so you're all trying to pass it around. and So it's yeah. not like Red Dead where you take a cloth and just kind of polish the outside and uh, it, it looks good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, just a 30 second hold X and you're done. Yeah, no. And, yeah. No, 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 it goes no. from dingy to shiny. Yeah, and... no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've cleaned a gun before. Uh, that was a joke. God, if only though, man, this dude's thinking then the right the right direction I'm telling you, man. but yeah it's... going to going to the rain it's 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 the way and again going back to the th- the things that help me think of a funny situation to make a joke about is the way we take something that should be fun right, right? doing our base our base duty as a soldier firing your weapon yep and making it a fucking shit a nightmare show. Yeah. a fucking nightmare but yeah. the reason we do that um, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, is that every single time something has gone wrong in the Army's 260-something year history, 
they put a new control in place. So now here we are 260 some years later, 50 some years later, and all those controls for the last 200 years They're are still, still in there. place. Yeah. yeah. So every time something went wrong, there's a new control in place, which is why when I came in in 09, I could dispatch an Abrams main battle tank in like 30 <laughs> seconds. You want the tank dispatched? It's dispatched. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Now, out the gate. you're lucky if you can get that vehicle dispatched in a day. And it doesn't need wow. to be a whole tank. Right. It can be a Humvee. Yeah. And it's still a lot of rigmarole. It's still... And never mind that that, tank, that Humvee or tank, whatever, probably doesn't run great anyway. Because the last eight guys who were charged with custody... Not a well-oiled machine. Oh, didn't really? take they, good care of it. They kicked yeah. the tires and said it's good yes, to go. Yes, you got a leftover for sure. Yeah. It's... Oh. Good time? All right. All right. All right. Um, you are an enjoyer of games. I am. You're an enjoyer of, uh, of pop culture at Absolutely. large. We, uh, we've talked a lot about gaming. I think you have a really unique, um, appreciate, appreciation of games. I should say we did a couple of, maybe a month or two ago. Um, uh, we both did our top 10 games of all time. Yes. And I really, really, really loved that you did not, <clears throat> you did like I did. You did not mirror the IGN of the world, yeah. like, hey, here's Mario 3 and Ocarina of Time, right? Which we can probably both acknowledge are great games. Yes. But you you had some sleeper hits on your list that I thought were really fun. One that I want to talk about that we've all three played is Titanfall 2, which Ooh, is your favorite game all of right. all time. It is. That's, I a, that's a, a good one. That is a sleeper. I am a yeah, Titanfall it's great, though. junkie. It is. It I, is. Right. It's kind of risen back to prominence. I don't know. Are the servers still full? It's the been a couple months now. Yeah, the servers are still up and running, and we were hoping that October 27th, on the anniversary of Titanfall... Titanfall 3 announcement. That's, we were hoping for an announcement. And, like, this is the thing. I, I do want to manage expectations. I know that Apex has been crazy lucrative it's, for Respawn. It's a cash cow. It's, yeah. They've made so much money. But right oh, now, there's yeah. a division in Respawn's following, right? right? You have people who love Apex and people who love Titanfall. Right. If Respawn made a smart decision they would find something to bring them together merge them right so, so uh, you just said that and I, this is, isn't something i've had a long a lot of thoughts about but it just dawned on me that titanfall 2 came out in 2016 it did and so a kid who was not alive when titanfall 2 came out but is an avid apex player may not have any context for the awesomeness of titanfall like it didn't dawn on me that that game has overshadowed Titanfall to the point that a seven-year-old... They don't know. They don't know. I'm telling you, and I tell everybody, just play the game. Like, that's yeah. all I want, is like, yeah. just try it. Everyone yeah. who's played both, like, everyone I've ever talked to who's played both, right. will straight up tell you Titanfall's better. Like, I don't love you. Apex. I, I've played it. I Apex just, is it great. Really, it's a good game. It doesn't suck. I just, it didn't stick with me. I, I will, I'll say this. It, it, this is more of a statement on behalf of Titanfall, really. You, you're a lot better at stepping out and trying like the the, the non Call of Duties of the world. Absolutely, uh, you're a lot better at that than I am. I, I like the tightness of Call of Duty. Um, I will say that Titanfall is probably the closest any games ever come to matching the tightness yeah. of any shooter that I've ever played. I think just like from the athleticism that you feel as yeah. in a first person Wall shooter, shooting like yeah. straight up the ADS, yeah. all that. Snappy. There, I have a very specific moment from Titanfall One actually, where it was it was where you do a team death match and you had to get extra. Like if you lost the match, you got to get to the extract. Oh, good right? old attrition, yeah. And I was there was one match, and it's very weird that I remember this very specific thing. But we lost the match, and I was clear across the map. The dropship came. And I parkoured. I did not touch the surface of the map one time. I parkoured 
you know, did a grappling hook. I wall ran. I flipped. I ran. And I made it all the way to the dropship right in time. And I was like, that moment only exists in Titanfall. Heart Absolutely. pounding. Just like. It was, it was a yeah. cinematic. Like, I felt like Spider-Man. Yeah. And I wasn't playing Spider-Man. It yeah. was one of those moments like, this only can happen in this game. Yeah. I, I love that about it. And plus, like, so they've created. When they built the, the, the game and they built the story behind it, you have. I have never fallen in love with an inanimate object. And BT is an inanimate object, and I love BT. I feel you, bro. Yeah, the campaign was actually really good. It was on that. so yeah. good. Yeah. So, like, when you start playing with these Titans, you you feel that same affinity, even in multiplayer. Like, you still have that attachment to these Titans. So, like, when you are running to, towards the drop dropship, yeah. and you leave your Titan behind to get right. the dropship, you've left a buddy behind. Like, it feels <laughs> a companion, different, right? Yeah. And there's yeah. there's nothing in the world that I haven't found anything that compares to that. It, yeah. it is such a unique idea that. It's one of those things like you look at things in Western like uh, IPs like like military games or, mm-hmm. or shows or whatever. Like it is one of those things that really just transcends all the cultures in a way that's not like well they're just trying to be like a Japanese robot game or they're yeah. not trying you know they're trying to be an American gunslinger game. Like it is one of those things that perfectly encapsulates all of the cool things of all of the sci-fi and action yeah. genres that we love. And it's not really asking you to do much in terms of suspension of disbelief. It really is just like you're a guy who can leap around and wall run and you have a giant robot. But that was also like during the, the heyday of games. If you guys ever go back and watch like the opening cinematics of Titanfall, <laughs> it was when it was the first time in Call of Duty did it, too, where they had like actual like people and it wasn't CGI. Like they, they did it in front of a green screen. Like the and they, mocap and all they that. They did it yeah. like an actual movie. Right. And it was just so good, man. Yeah. It was so well put together. But then like we just fell off and we lost our way as video games. Yeah. But like, I appreciate any company out there that pushes the envelope and does something different, right. which is why I appreciate games like Titanfall. I appreciate games like, um, star citizen. I appreciate games like, uh, what is it? Um, Empyrean Galactic Survival. I like survival games. That's, that's, that's kind of my sure. affinity, right? Yeah. I can appreciate Minecraft. It's not my thing. Not my bread and butter. I uh, like. I see the appeal. Like my kids are Minecraft heads, and I have to say, like there is a sense of control over the environment, even though the environment is kind of trying to kill them all yeah. the time. Like there is a sense of control that they have over it. That yeah. you know they are able to. It's a survival game that kind of enables you to like, hey, you can do this. You know, Absolutely. I mean, it gives you the tools. Did you ever yeah. play Anthem either, you guys? That was another one I wanted to ask. I you did about. not. It, Anthem. Because oh it had a lot of hype, and when it, it came did. out, it, it felt flopped. like a flop right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. we, we talked about this a little bit on our last episode with like the cyberpunks of the world that probably are good games, but we're stopped short of wanting to dive in because of like rough launches. Yeah. They needed another year. They really <laughs> did. Know, and they at were, least. They were right there. Anyone who picks up Anthem right now will tell you like the game, it's unlike anything out there. Like every time someone's like, well, if you like Titanfall, go play Armored Core. Yeah. I don't like Japanese style like mech games because right. like you slide across the map. I don't like the movement style. Yeah. Now my forte, I can appreciate the art style, the Konami sure. art style, just not my thing. Yeah. Right. And then Anthem did your Iron Man? That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Four, fly around this world. Yeah, and four yeah. different Iron Man suits, yeah. and no one else has tried anything. So, like, I want to give my money to those companies that that push the envelope and try something new. So, did you play it? An- oh, I have it. He's an yeah. anthem. Player. Okay, okay. I love it. So, that was, on, it, was it, on his list. It was, was on my it top ten. Like yeah. a continued. Like, a, is it much better now than it was at launch? Yeah, it's still the load times are are arduous. They're very what the beef was with it? Yeah, the load times, it was crashing consoles. And I mean, obviously this is the thing. When when a company bench tests a game, especially in 
and modern games, they have a brand new PlayStation or brand new Xbox sitting there. They don't have Fred's Xbox that is covered in seven years of dust <laughs> that has a wax candle, you know, burning on top of it, yeah. right? Like, they don't have that. They have, like, high-quality shit. Fred so, takes that Xbox every once in a while and kind of, like, <laughs> yeah, like, runs some stuff through I'm it. telling you, they're just, like, everyone's like, they killed my console. Let me see your console. Uh, yeah. let, me, let me take a look. Let's yeah. see how, when's the last time that thing was cleaned out, yeah. right? So when they bench test it, I feel bad for the companies in that way, right? right? But EA naturally killed the project. But, like, if you play the game and you actually get all the way through it, the story is, eh, the story doesn't really pull you in. The story's probably five out of ten. Sure. But the open world, what you can do and, like, the way you configure your individual javelins is just, you don't find, there's nothing else in existence yeah. like it. Yeah, that's true. It is very unique. Have you seen, uh, there's a game coming out called The Day Before, I think it is? I have looked into The Day Before. I am cautiously optimistic. Okay. I love The Division, and it looks like a Division third-person shooter. Awesome. It does look good. If it's what it, you know what I'm into, and maybe neither one of you have heard of this, it comes out December 7th, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora. So I've heard reviews on that being fairly, like, surprisingly good. Yeah, okay. like it's really a, like like from everything from the the, the biomes, right? Like, yep. that's a big thing in in the Avatar I've, movies is mm-hmm. the world. Right. I've heard great about the movement mechanics, like climbing, jumping, yes. running through the forest. Yeah. They said it's the, actually a lot more fun than flying. Clunky bullshit. Yeah. Three, two, one. There we go. That was also not synced up. But. We're good. We're good. That's close enough. All right. You were saying. Oh, so Avatar Frontiers of Pandora comes out December 7th. And that one I'm actually more optimistic about because, and this is the only reason I'm actually looking into it, is because it has a co-op campaign. Okay. It does. So it's a two-player co-op campaign. That I could get behind. I, I That like, would be I, fun. I'm too that old for fun. PvP, man. I can't keep up with these kids who play 15 hours a day, man. Yeah. I just can't. It really, it, it yeah, it's... It, it's that a mix between like getting owned by kids who just like have nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I am their target. Yeah. Um, also like a unified goal in a world where I do feel like you get some of that quality of life. Like you can kind of create the character that you want to be. Yeah. I, I had a good time with, and this is not a good example because unfortunately the studio that makes it kind of, left it on the floor in terms in, in, in favor of a, obviously like a much bigger release that they're working on. But, uh, Red Dead online had really good co-op, um, a really good online mode. But unfortunately, because GTA six is coming out, they straight up were like, eh, we're going to stop updating this pretty much. I'm Um, I'm curious to see what GTA six does. And I mean, their last one was a cash cow for 10 years. I I will say GTA five story was really good. It was, it's, it's, Hard to go back to I think the, the graphics. I think even with the, with all the, the you know the updates that it's had, like it's still it feels like a 2013 game. It was a last gen game, but and it looks like it. It's a great story. There's some go get you know some fetch quest type stuff in there, but I think if you can apply what they learned from Red Dead Two and the greatness of GTA Five and not make it about like okay we're just in a hurry to get to the online so we can just have another 10 years of cash cow. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I hope so. We'll see what they get out of it. Honestly, I, I started um, pre-ordering games maliciously now. Yeah. Um, that's been my thing. Because, What's your reasoning behind that? Can uh, I ask? Because every time I pre-order a game, it flops. So I wanted, I wanted Starfield. <laughs> it's not a good sell, man. <laughs> yeah, I got to no. tell you. I wanted Starfield to fail, and Starfield was woefully like there was just not a lot to it. Why I did you want it to fail? Uh, because I love Star Citizen. I love Star Citizen. And Star Citizen really, like, unfortunately, Star Citizen is also a cash grab. By the way, you can buy every single ship in Star Citizen for $11,000. Every single ship. I will check my account after this episode. (laughs) 
but like, see what I got laying around. I, I like the menial tasks, and Star Citizen didn't really, or Star Starfield didn't really let me do any menial tasks. I wanted to mine, I wanted to ship, I wanted to do stuff. Is that a PC set. only game? Uh, Starfield or Star Citizen? Uh, Citizen. Star Citizen is PC only, but like, okay. there's two types of people who play Star Citizen, right? There's Star Citizens like me who follow the laws. Oh, he is a Star Citizen. Right? I am a Star Citizen. <laughs> the right? Star Citizen. Hold on, I am a Star Citizen, right? I we do mining, we do shipping, and money talks in that game, right? Money talks. Sure. And then there are Star Felons. Star Felons are just pirates, right? Mm-hmm. They want to steal your shit, and but like money talks, right? Like I'll be mining and mining my own business, not bothering anybody, and a ship will like land next to me, and they're like, you know, give me everything you got. And they know they can. I know that I have no way. So of these getting- are these like rust rules? Like kind of, yeah. And they'll they'll try and like, oh, we're gonna take everything. And I'm like, all right, well, here's the deal. I'll pay you ten grand to leave me alone, which is like thirty percent of my of my haul, right? Ten grand to leave me alone, or I pay someone in chat a million dollars to come and hunt your ass down. Those are your choices. Like, you take 10 grand and you go on your merry way, or I pay a million and you die. And th- I've had a couple of them, like, you're not going to do that. Okay, cool. Man. So, so uh, like, I like the stakes. I like the, I like the idea of stakes. <laughs> I'm confused by this game. <laughs> I am a businessman. I think man, stakes man. is cool. My thing with Starfield, like, we talked a little bit about Starfield on our last episode. My thing with it, you talked about the menial task of yeah. being able to, like, you know, basically just farm and do the crafting and, and have like an outpost as an example. Yeah, that's and just, what I like. And and they're not great. And no. then you couple that with the fact that the story, you know, talking about fetch quests, like it's fetch quest the game in and space. That's all it is. And the, in between you and your objective, there's nothing. You there's get there via really loading screen. And, and, you know? and, and, and it, even the ship building or ship having aspect is like, I fast travel everywhere. Like yep. I could literally be in the shittiest ship and that's such a small part of this game that you it can't fly work. it and like actually land it. Yeah, you know, no, it's, it's I, a loading yeah. screen and that was when even you're in like, space. Like no Man's Sky, which you're talking about games that didn't have graceful launches, but like being able to cruise the surface of a planet yeah. or walk around on your ship, land on a specific spot on that yes, planet. That's you can't do that. Like, in that game. And Star Citizen, man, like I one of my favorite ships, and there's going to be some people who judge me for this. I love a Cutlass Black. There's hundreds of ships in this game, right? Like, I like my C, uh, my Hercules C2 for cargo, but I love... A Cutlass Black is just an all-around good ship. It looks like a Pelican from Halo. Okay. That's what it looks like. And it has these beautiful VTOL engines, and the thing that I love about them is that when you turn them vertical and someone's, like, on the surface giving you a hard time, hold the space bar, you're going to hit the atmosphere before them. Completely. Yeah. Like, because you just straight up. Those engines are crazy powerful, right? But, like, I cruise the surface of a ship, and I just keep on hitting tab, scanning the surface of the ship until I find a mining resource, and then I find an area to land. I drive my rock cat, my gray cat, um, out the back, and I mine with my little laser. I pick up everything that I mine, I drive back on the ship, I close the ship, and I just keep cruising the surface. Like, how are the graphics in this game? Phenomenal. Really? Phenomenal. No way they're better than Starfield. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard of Starfield? Nowadays, if you don't have have a 30 series gpu or better you're not going to enjoy the game at all like yeah, it's, it's makes sense it's just it's so much to it and but it's there's no loading screens there's yeah. not like you you load in and you like wake up in a bed a hospital bed if you died or something like that right but it's it's also the cool thing and this is what i love about star citizen i wish other games would do this it punishes people for griefing so let's say that space pirate comes at me right I can eventually hunt them down myself because I have I have enough money that I can buy ships that I can cool. I'm gonna go hunt you down in my Aegis Harbinger or something like that, which has like level five missiles, um, which is just lock on goodbye. You're you're somebody else's problem now, right? But when they die, if they have what's called a crime stat, they don't wake up in a hospital bed and get to go back to their ship. They wake up in jail. 
and, and they have to mine oh, wow. for like Good. for like hours of real time before they get out of jail. Yeah, fuck them. So like too close to real life. It, dude, <laughs> it, it, it like answers the question like, what if you punished griefers? So like most people in Star Citizen, if you just pick up the game and you like get in chat, you hit F twelve so chat pops up. You're like, hey, how do I do this? They'll help you out. They're like, hey, can I crew somebody's ship? Because some of these ships you need like a twelve man crew to man all the guns and man all the lasers and man everything. And they're like, yeah, man, I'll meet you at this place. Just and you and you quantum travel there. You land your ship, you store your ship, and you walk over to their hangar, and you get in their ship, and you go with them. Oh, that's kind of neat. Like, it's it's so in-depth. It's a lot of fun. It's just not finished. It needs to be polished. The game needs sure. some... It's I still an alpha. Spoken like a true star citizen. Yeah. I'm you, I'm, I am a star citizen. <laughs> He's a citizen. Maybe. Star. Maybe it's it's good, man. It's a good game. Hey, we got a cool, we got a segment here. We're going to answer some... A uh, few few you guys have written into the show. Ooh. Very cool. Um, we'll do a, a couple questions here. We've run kind of long, but... I think we got a, a uh, time for a couple write-ins. Here we go right. first. Uh, Co- yeah, Cody, you got one teed up there. <laughs> I do. All right, I did not pre-read this, so that's fine. Forgive me. Coming in cold. Try. It. Uh, I actually said I eat. Uh, I dash. Here's a question for the segment. Did you ever actually see a fresh LT try to be cool and hang out with the E4s? And they convince him to put a Uh-oh. SM Uh-oh. or a CSM at the parade rest. I've only heard about it in stories. You know what any of that means. So, <laughs> that makes it funnier, what the fuck? believe it or not. So I, I've never <laughs> seen one try and put a CSM at parade rest. You may be able to answer that. Yep, but I, you go ahead. Okay, but I have seen. We had this lieutenant, and she... All right, can you all explain... So lieutenants, oh, okay. LT's a lieutenant. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Technically, okay. when they come into the army, a lieutenant outranks an E nine, which is command. Could Sergeant. be a twenty-two okay. year old kid. Okay, yeah, could be yeah, brand new kid outranks. And when this. he says technically. Pushing it, yeah, okay. because that that sergeant major works with a battalion commander who outranks that lieutenant <laughs> okay. by a lot, big time, right? So like it's an it's an like it's an army rule, but nobody does that. Okay, like, no yeah. one tries that shit. So I've never seen any lieutenant try and pull that, but I did. We had this lieutenant, and she wanted to be one of the cool people. And we were all smoking and joking, and we were like, "Yeah, it's no problem." And we all had our vapes at that time. Yeah, we're like, "Yeah, just vape. Just you're, you'll be fine. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't bother you or anything like that." And she took this rip and started coughing and hacking, and like she fell on the floor in the fetal position. Meanwhile, all of us NCOs, we were laughing like I almost shit a kidney. I was laughing so damn hard, man. It was <laughs> oh god, it was so good. Uh, but that was the only time I ever saw a Lieutenant trying to act cool. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I want to preface this. I, I am pretty protective of lieutenants because some of them are seem to like bound and determined to just like do something dumb. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not, you know, they're, they are the same age as a lot of your privates, Yeah, but by, by right of, they have a college degree and went to OCS or the Academy or whatever, or OTC, they are in charge. Yeah. Um, which is another one of those weird things that we just blow right past on a daily yeah. basis. Right. Um, anyway, uh, I've seen a, I've seen a lieutenant try to go toe to toe with the command sergeant majors when I was in AIT actually. Really? Yeah. Um, command sergeant major White. White. Yeah. Anyway, not not to name drop, but yeah, we had a a first <laughs> lieutenant, some probably one of the XOs of mm-hmm. one of the AIT battalions, trying to essentially tell him what he was going to do, and it was. A laugh, a, like a laughing stock. Probably like, whenever like a fart in church. <laughs> yeah, like like everyone, like the obviously like we're soldiers. Every we get ranked by everyone at that point, so we're just kind of like, you know, like the shrivel neck. It's like Clash of the Titans. But like, the ugh. the NCOs, the officers, everyone is just like, what are you doing, bud? 
Um, it was it was hard to watch, and I have to imagine that it was probably a hard lesson learned for that officer. Oh, yeah. um, it's just one of those things like you got to pick your battles in right. this line of work, man. Like there are plenty of people that you might outrank. You know, it's like it's like like the MPs, right? Like you're a sergeant first class. Yep. As PFC pulls you over. PFC has that authority. PFC could throw you in cuffs and have you in jail in a heartbeat if if you if Let's you go. yeah right. if you tr- if you want to test him like yeah. it's one of those things like just knowing when not even that you're B just knowing when like you don't have any power in a situation right. like know when to hold him know when to fold him know when to hold him know when to fold him that's yeah. that's yeah, pretty good go. that's pretty good one know when to that's walk away know when to run there is a a part two it just oh. says well if not what's the funniest slash dumbest shit you guys saw fresh officers do maybe you just kind of did that oh fresh officers i mean we had a lieutenant in korea um and god rest his soul he passed away in a a car wreck at fort bragg oh dang lieutenant kelly and um so lieutenant kelly he's uh, about to clown this dude so hard (laughs) it was honestly it was it was when i knew that he was going to be a good lt like this this was the instance that i was like this man is going places right um, we did the, the classic Patriot joke where you take a chem light and you, you pour it on the side. Oh, the radiation's radar. leaking, yep. baby. The radiation's <laughs> leaking. The radiation's right? leaking. Look so out. It's nighttime and the side of the radar is covered in chem light. So it looks like it's leaking, right? <laughs> oh, my God. And we're like, sir, it's leaking radiation. What do we do? And he stopped. He did one of these. He looked around. Throw some dirt on it. Like, immediate first thing was cover up, and we're like, you're going places. Wow. <laughs> we believe it. Wow. Immediate was like, we're covering this My shit. Man. <laughs> like, My oh, man. Like, oh, man. We lost a good one. We lost him. He's a good yeah. LT. Damn. Okay. He he rolled with the punches on that. Absolutely. I, I, I thought he was going to do so, that. That's honestly like. That's pretty gangster. I might have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say it. That's, that's, that's not too bad. I, I think. I will say probably the most like. This was a weird interaction that I had, but it was an instance of a lieutenant kind of being dumb. And maybe I could have handled the situation a little differently. But I was uh, at, this was when I was in 5-5, a C-RAM mm-hmm. unit, right? Big fans of the C-RAM, right? C-RAM go Bert, um, as it does. Uh, CLPWS, you taught me that. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in one of their, their EOCs, right? Their tents where they do all the engagement, the C-2 stuff. And we had these uh, Panasonic PowerBooks, right? These maintenance laptops. They're kind of ruggedized laptops, right? Kind of a hot commodity in the battalion, right? We didn't have a ton of them. A lot of them didn't work. So if you had one, it was kind of a boon, right? You wanted to take care of it. You wanted to treat it well. So I'm over there. I'm helping these guys troubleshoot. And I look over, and I see this kid. He's facing against the wall of the tent, and he's standing on one. Both feet standing on one (laughs) on a laptop. And so without thinking, instinct kicks in, and I'm like, hey, Guy, get the fuck off that laptop. <laughs> Shoot him out. Like I was like, hey, that's why we don't have nice things. Turns around. It's a lieutenant. It's a first <laughs> lieutenant. It is that platoon's EOC's platoon leader. And and he didn't like he didn't try to buck up or anything. He was like <laughs> whoopsie. Shrill neck. <laughs> I felt bad because this kid, younger guy, yeah. right? Uh not a kid. Uh but this younger guy just got chewed out in front of his whole platoon by someone who kind of he outranks, right? Yeah. So I found him later, and I did pull him aside. I was like, "Hey, sir, I I shouldn't have corrected you that way. I didn't realize that's who you were." But 
That's not how we take care of our things. <laughs> and right. Please don't, don't stand, stand on, how, right. How do you get in that position in the first place? How do you not realize that uh, you're standing on a laptop? I don't know. Like, it really, you know, uh, I was there fixing their EOC, so that kind of spoke to the culture a little bit. But it was kind of a thing of where sometimes you do dumb things that you don't know you're doing, right? Sure. You don't know what you don't know. And that's it's one of those things, time? again, like I, I want to stress, it's good to be protective of lieutenants because as dumb as they might seem, they are young. They are as young as the privates. You're going to like this, and you you may not understand, right? Um, but I'll follow along. You'll understand I, when you're older. I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> hey. uh, I teach my students this, right? So I teach non-commissioned officers, senior non-commissioned officers, or soon-to-be senior non-commissioned officers, and I teach them, and they sometimes they don't like to hear this, but every overbearing or incompetent or micromanaging senior officer you've ever met, battalion commander above, right, is the result of an incompetent platoon sergeant when they were a platoon leader. I would say so. Yeah. Because they're they are they're compensating for that incapability of that platoon sergeant. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of them don't like yeah. hearing that. They're like, well I had this battalion commander like guarantee you go back when he was a PL. Yeah. This platoon sergeant didn't know what he was doing. I, I would I would make the same argument, you know, as a warrant officer when you meet officers at the field grade level that don't like warrant officers and they're like, oh, he hates warrant officers. He just doesn't like warrant officers. What probably happened is a warrant officer, when that dude was a lieutenant, chewed him out in front of people, probably in his EOC tent, <laughs> standing in front on a of a soldier. <laughs> but, 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 but legitimately, those are the things like when you, like, you risk burning a bridge when you err on the side of, I need to throw my weight around. Yeah. It, it really is not a good situation to be in where you use uh, tactful violence, I guess is the word. But you got to, you, you got you to, you know, you got to pick your battles, man. You got to, you got to understand, you know, where you're at. I, really. you know, honestly, you're one of the, the, the better ones that I've met. My first warrant that I ever worked with, um, I got to the point where I had to, I mean, kind of a long story short, I threatened to kill him. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was that was my tactful violence. Oof. Uh, and I mean, after that, this is the thing. At first, he was like a. I, so I don't like when my rank is thrown around in a derogatory way. When someone goes sergeant, like uh, I. Yeah, that's not that's not that good. Yeah. Straight under my skin, zero to yeah. homicide. Like that's yeah. the way that I work. And at that point, I was like, if I rank you, get out. And all my soldiers like, I straight out the door. Like get out. Yeah. And I I explained to him very thoroughly like. I'm going to rearrange your face at this point. Like, <laughs> that's what's about to happen unless you just like leave me alone. Yeah. And he continued to buck up. And then he's like, well, what if we go talk about the command team? I was like, that's fine. You won't make it. And he's like, what? And I was like, Blech. second you touch that door, I'm going to, I'm going to rearrange you. Yeah, I hurt you yeah. very, very quickly. Yeah. And at that moment, he suddenly realized like my life is genuinely in danger. <laughs> like yeah. this is not a, a rank thing. Like he doesn't care at this point. So yeah. let's have this conversation. Yeah. And then he chilled out. And after that, we were great. I was yeah. great working with that dude. Like he knew, like I knew what I was doing. He knew what he was doing. He didn't step in my lane. I didn't step in his lane. I'm good with it. If he called me out for doing something wrong, I'm good with it. But like, uh, do you know CW five Jones? He's retired now. Yeah. So CW5 Jones is like the godfather of air defense. This man has forgotten more things than I'll ever know. <laughs> and right after I'd had that beef with that warrant officer, I went down and I evaluated one or validated, excuse me, 162 SPEAR. SPEAR mm. stands for Standardized Patriot Evaluation and Assessment of, of uh, Reporting or Readiness, something like that. Something and like that. It's a made up Close enough. It's a SPEAR. And uh, CW5 Jones is standing behind me and I'm evaluating this crew. And he's watching how my validation is going. He's like, you know, Sergeant Long, you, you really know what you're talking about. You ever think about going warrant? And I didn't even realize who was I was talking to. I was like, <laughs> chief warrants of the enemy. And I was like, 
Oops. I, I said that to a CW5. <laughs> mm. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> Just, and now here I am, years later, going yeah. to walks in he- February. Headed to walks, baby. Yeah. Oh, That'll man. be fun for you. I'm I'm excited, but I'm nervous. Well, welcome to the enemy team. Yeah. yeah no, uh, it's, what's your question? Yeah, let's get through your question. Sorry, I know that was a very long. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Um. All right. I see a GIF. Yeah, there's a GIF here. <laughs> it's called a GIF, by the it's way. It's a GIF. It's a You're graphics. A yeah. Graphic okay. Whatever. It's a graphic interface file. Like um, anybody could ever know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha. All right. This one. This one. I feel like everyone could answer. Uh, okay. Look at a little, a little unified perspective here. M4. 249 or 240? Oh, 240 all day. 240 Bravo? 240, absolutely. I yeah. love the pig. She is my girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Abs- I'm yeah. sticking with that. You gotta pr- I don't know that I can answer that. Well, I mean, you've at least shot an M4. I, I'm going to say M4 because that's the one I know. How about that? Stick, yeah. <laughs> the devil you know, baby. There you go. I The saw sucks to carry around. It does. 249 sucks. It's, it's just really heavy. Useful in a firefight, though it is. Um... Although, when we're talking about mounting something up on, on the turret, I probably want to go 240. I want to carry that one around less. So, 240 sucks to carry, but, like, I, I worked gun team. So, I, I, when I was in Afghanistan, I carried an M14 EBR uh, with a Leopold Mark IV scope on it. Okay. Leopold, depending on who you talk to. Um, so, I was part of gun team, and I had a magazine all the way, so I'm a left-handed fire, so it was... Not all the way in the back. That was my API rounds to destroy my rifle in case we were getting overran. But, like, the next magazine over, yeah, weird times. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I had one yeah. of the solid full of tracers. My job was to mark out targets, right, shoot in their general direction, take their heads off their shoulders if I had to, and mark targets for that 240 to suppress. I can tell you from firsthand experience, the Taliban reacts differently from regular gunfire as they do that 240. Like, a tick pops off, you hear pop, 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 you know, like gunfire, gunfire saws, and that 240 is just whop, I wonder if it's because it's a taste of their own medicine because of the 7.62. It's just a different look. Like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) I know that sound. I love the pig, the 240. I love that. They're they're pretty burly. I mean, I I don't think anything's going to unseat the the M60 as far as the, the most, like, iconic, like, too big to just, like, shoulder fire. Oh, yeah. Uh, How much uh, one of those things weigh? A two forty, put it in pounded pretty heavy. Like you I could, want to say it's like thirty you pounds. Cheat to stock. You couldn't yeah. like, you know, like yeah. you would like an M four. You can Rambo it like shoulder buttstock yeah. under your yeah. shoulder and just kind of Rambo hit fire it. Thing. Yeah. They all, they got like the built in bipods. I don't know that the, do they make like snub nose barrels for those. I mean, we didn't have one. We yeah. had full size barrels, so that thing was like four and a half feet long, maybe five feet long, <laughs> oh and God. it weighed like a little over thirty pounds. It's <laughs> a big boy. The pig is yeah. That's yeah. without ammo and everything in there. Yeah, and I mean, so every hundred rounds of ammo that thing shoots. Weighs twenty pounds. A hundred rounds yeah. weighs twenty pounds. It's seven sixty two, so it's like AK rounds. And you're, so you're carrying like a thousand fifty pounds at a time. Yeah. A fifty pound gun. Even oh, yeah. but even like that with like the saw is just uh, five five six like the, the right. four. But yeah, you have a ton of bullets, man. It's a lot. It's you're just over L- LMGs, bro. Heavy. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> yeah. that two forty. I love it when you I'd like because it's different. Every other gun is five five six. Yeah, but that one when she starts shooting, except for, I mean, obviously if you're on trucks, the I 50 really, I really do think it has to do with this, like a report that's similar to their own. Yeah, and you just hear that whop, whop, whop. It's a slower rate of fire. It's a deeper boom, slightly. Not as deep as the 50. The 50 is the slowest and deepest of all machine guns. But it's a slower, deeper. And plus, gun team is really happy after they've shot because they are now lighter. They're losing weight as they're shooting. (laughs) Exactly. It's like like, unload some weight. (laughs) Imagine you can feel the calories burn in real time. It's just so good. They're like, oh, this is how you guys feel all the time. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
I'm going to float away. Uh, I love me a 240. <laughs> hey, we want to thank our guest, uh, Habitual Line Crosser. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for uh, being here. The of man, course. dude. This was, this was a lot of fun. Uh, anything you want to plug? Anything coming up? Or? Um, I will be... Actually, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. good? Yeah, okay. No, right. no shameless plugs here. All right. <laughs> All right. Good, All right. good. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, as it's usual. It's all Habitual Line Crosser. Look for this logo, except for on my Facebook. Someone stole my logo and made a fake Facebook recently. Oh, mm. man. That was, That's was, a sign you've made it. I guess so. <laughs> I, I don't run into many uh, many fake one-punch dads, and I'm sorry. I don't know who the, you are. That's mine, okay. I'm a nobody. All, all, mine are being used to, uh, all mine are being used to scam middle-aged women so oh. they're just running in different <laughs> See, that's, circles i got that benefit i'm ugly as shit well you, you know it's, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time <laughs> uh, hey if you want to write in if you want to send us in a question uh, you can send it to uh the hard point podcast instagram or we've got hard point on uh wait the oh, wait hard point pod, hard point pod at gmail.com at gmail. I'm, I'm pointing where you guys are gonna there you go oh, yeah we're gonna put the text right, right here yeah it's right there. vanna white here yeah. uh hard point pod at gmail.com uh send us in if you want to write in you want to ask a question you, you might tell us, get red you might get red uh tell us a story ask a question you know a joke those type of things a joke a it joke. better be a good joke though it could, mm. god help good me jokes Offensive and dirty. Uh, uh, bad joke will make me flip this table. Um, okay, well then on that note, uh, do you know why no one liked the pack uh, three? Because <laughs> it had a bad attitude. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I've been One Punch Dad. I'm Cody. Cody Holmes. And we'll I'm see you on the flippy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Our guest. And I'm HLC. Uh, and he's HLC. And, and we'll see you on the flippy. Bye. I Peace. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. We'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah, yeah, we're